Hello, everyone. I'm Dan Mosier, and this is the Mosier Media Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. And Mosier Media is a video production company here in Fairlawn, Ohio, that I started in 1992 while I was a senior in high school. And now at age 45, here I am 27 years later. Does that math work? 27 years in corporate video and producing TV commercials, running camera crews all over. And considering myself very fortunate that I've had the chance to work for some really great companies, some really great people, it has been a wonderful ride. And I feel like at times we're just getting started. And there's nothing wrong with that feeling like you're just getting started. There's something exciting about being a startup. Is it possible that after so many years, after so many decades, you could get a little stale, you could get a little stagnant and lose the enthusiasm you had as the upstart, as the young entrepreneur, as the, hey, we got to get this thing off the ground. I don't want to work this other job anymore kind of situation. So here we are. And I want to use today's podcast to talk about some of what could be pure genius or the worst marketing ideas ever. And I wanted to open it up for discussion. My email, dan at mosiermedia.com, M-O-S-H-E-R, as you can see right there on the SoundCloud ID, if you're looking at SoundCloud, or maybe you're listening on YouTube. But anyway, we can be found at mosiermedia.com. And of course, facebook.com slash mosiermedia. And if you're listening on YouTube, then you can see the YouTube channel right there. So I'm going to discuss today some of what I think are potentially the worst marketing ideas ever. And some of them were a lot of fun to try. And at various times in my career, the crew, the team, uh, my wonderful uh, employees have come to me and said at different times, this is not a good use of our time. Why are you doing this? And there always has somebody in the room that says, well, we've tried that before. That's the greatest thing ever. When somebody says, well, we've tried that before. But maybe it just wasn't the right time for that marketing idea. And I always remind everyone that I don't have any answers. I have more questions than answers. And I want to talk about some of these marketing ideas that we've tried over the years, almost as a way to look back and have a little laugh, kind of poke fun at a little failure. Is is failure okay? I'm okay with failure. I'm totally okay with saying, you know, we did try that and we completely screwed it up then. Maybe we should try it again and see if we could do it right this time. But it's fun to look back. One idea that I had many years ago, and I think was a lot of fun, was parking lot ping pong. And this was at the beginning of the uh, social media era. And we had our Facebook page. Perhaps YouTube was just starting. And we decided that we needed to look like a fun company, which should have been pretty easy. We are a fun company. We've always had a fun, uh, creative group uh, at Mosher Media. So we thought, what can we do that's outside of just showing our demo reel, showing behind the scenes pictures of camera crews? How many times can you just show a group of people putting up lights and, and standing behind a camera? This is what our social media had started out as. And frankly, there's a lot of times where I'm still posting pictures of camera crews doing things. I love this. But we developed this idea, parking lot ping pong. We actually went out to the Dick Sporting Goods and bought a ping pong table, the table tennis, on wheels, 
used what we had at the time as an equipment trailer with a ramp. We rolled it out into the parking lot and we set up cameras all over the place. And I went so far as to get announcer headsets, the kind of headsets that the uh, sports announcers would use at an outdoor event or at a race, obviously, you know, with the little microphone coming off, uh, sports announcer headsets. And we had two announcers for parking lot ping pong. And they were supposed to, and they did, razz the players. They were supposed to just have a little fun with it. So we would have the announcers, we had the players, and Mosier Media always has been located in some sort of, you know, office in a in an office park or uh, in some sort of facility or building where people can watch out the windows, people that aren't in the creative field, perhaps. So in any building that we've ever been located in or any place we've ever had a studio, there are frequently around us uh, accountants or attorneys or uh, people selling insurance or people of, of a professional nature. And their jobs may or may not involve a situation where in the middle of the afternoon, everybody goes out and plays ping pong in the parking lot. And I think that's kind of what made it fun or slightly humorous. And we put these five-minute matches, these five-minute games online. And I didn't think a whole lot of it. I thought this is a lot of fun. You know, we took a lot of pictures of ourselves. You know, it was a great social media opportunity. But what ended up happening was people started asking our employees if we could bring parking lot ping pong to their business. And I was absolutely amazed at that response. And a couple people came up to me and said, oh, you guys are having fun. It looks like your company's a lot of fun. And, you know, I have friends that are not clients and and they know what we do, but they don't have a need for video production wherever they are in life. So they're not clients. They're just friends. But they are our Facebook fans. They like our stuff. And so I had friends telling me, wow, that looks like your company's a lot of fun. That's a great idea. But absolutely fascinating to me that people were interested in having us bring parking lot ping pong to their business so their employees could play. And for one brief moment, the entrepreneur in me thought, wow, wouldn't it be fun to be in the business of putting on events or or gimmicks to entertain employees for team building? And and of course, you know, I, I the ADD kicks in. Uh, you got to stay focused on the business you're in. But at various times, some of these ideas pop up and then you do them and then they're somewhat successful. And you think, wow, well, that could that could be a business. Could it? Maybe not. Maybe that couldn't be. But I did not go down that path because, uh, frankly, the time and effort to set up all the cameras, to set up parking lot ping pong, to roll out the table, the weather has to be good. Everything has to come into place. And then you got to go and you got to edit this thing. And it was labor intensive. So we had to look at from a business standpoint, like any marketing idea, what do you have in it versus the result that you that you got? And I got the reaction. We got the attention. We got likes. It was a blast. But we haven't done parking lot ping pong in years. But I think back to was that pure genius or was it the worst marketing idea ever? And what I would love in this podcast is to invite other entrepreneurs, other creatives. If you are a photographer, if you are a graphic designer, if you're running a website design and development firm, if you're running a a social media or digital marketing firm, share 
what you think might qualify as a ridiculous marketing idea that didn't work, a promotion that seemed like it was going to be a great idea, but then upon execution, you learn all the lessons, you learn the true cost. And there is something to be said for just going out and trying something, because frankly, everything looks different on paper than it does in the real world. The actual circumstance is very different than when you put the, the pencil to paper and say, what would it cost to do this? Or what are the logistics of putting this together? And then you go out and you do it and you discover all the pitfalls along the way. But I would love to hear uh, from the audience, uh, maybe a good marketing idea, maybe, a, maybe something you've tried that just went terrible. And of course, we all have our secrets. You know, maybe if you have that secret sauce, maybe if you have the perfect, perfect marketing formula, you certainly don't want to share it. That's something you want to keep to yourself. But within the industry, within the group that is the creative services business, and again, those of us that might be in advertising or media production, like I said, photography, or graphic design, event and wedding videographers, Obviously, marketing the uh, the wedding and event video work is you go to the, the wedding shows and you do all that, you know, but even putting together the booth at the trade show, at the wedding show to appeal to the brides and how do you display your demo and all of those sorts of things. I remember 92 through 98, I was very, very involved in the wedding video business, and that was a lot of fun, a lot of work. A wedding is a, a 10-hour, 12-hour day just to shoot it. and then all the editing if you, I know some wedding videographers that run uh, five or six cameras during the ceremony and and then they go to the reception they have hours and hours of footage to cut together it's a lot of work so moving on to the next ridiculous marketing idea uh, I have to get the feedback on this is this pure genius or is it the worst marketing idea ever and this one might have some liability because it involves making homemade chocolate chip cookies, putting them in a box and stamping the Mosher Media logo on it with a rubber stamp to make it look kind of cool and artsy. And it says MosherMedia.com. And I would drive around at the holidays and try to see as many clients as I could in person giving out chocolate chip cookies as a gift. And there's a lot of companies we work for that you cannot give gifts. There's a lot of companies where there's a corporate policy. You can give out some swag. You can give out pens and mugs and all that sort of stuff. But I wanted to do something different. And, you know, you could buy cookies. You could buy Chips Ahoy and put them in a box with your name on them. But I liked the idea that sometimes homemade chocolate chip cookies are hard to come by. And they're delicious. So I actually... I have, a, I have a new kitchen at my house. I have, you know, fairly new appliances. I got this big kitchen. I don't do a lot of cooking, but I know how to make chocolate chip cookies. So I actually, this was fun, is perfecting the chocolate chip cookie that was going to be the Mosher Media Holiday gift cookie. And I put these into the boxes. We went into production. I was, I could figure out that in about, you know, I could make however many dozen cookies in three or four hours. We were cranking out cookies. My son and I at the house making chocolate chip cookies. It was a blast. And then I went around and you wouldn't believe the response you would get when you walked in with the boxes of homemade chocolate chip cookies because you could tell that when you're getting this as a gift, people could tell that this was something that was not store-bought, obviously. This is something that was a, a out-of-the-box out idea, so to speak. They were in the box. 
this was uh, uh, turned out, and I haven't done this in a long time because this was a ton of work. Again, this is something you try and you think, oh, we should do this all the time. There's a problem in the summertime, obviously, with you have driving around with cookies in the car. Uh, the cookies are going to melt in the heat or the, the, the chocolate is going to. This is a great thing to do in the fall or at the holidays. But we haven't done that in a while. And I thought about bringing that one back because that I feel like was maybe not on the level of pure genius, but I think that was a success. And I can recall some people asking me in recent history asking me, hey, where are the cookies? We had this other idea and and we tried it called random acts of grilling. And what we were doing with random acts of grilling is using that as our method to interact with the general public. And we were begging for likes and subscribers. So what our plan with random acts of grilling was to set up a gas grill and have the cooler next to it with, you know, 60 or 80 or 100 hamburger patties that you could buy at the Gordon Food Service. You go to the GFS and you just buy, you know, a box of 100 hamburger patties and you can buy a box of 100 pieces of American cheese. You can buy all the buns. And so I'm actually, I don't know how a, a video production company has food costs, but I'm actually calculating the cost of the cheeseburger. And then, of course, with the condiments. So you've got the mustard and the ketchup. And of course, I like the relish or the uh, pickles and all this and salt and pepper. And you've got to have the you've got to have all the accoutrements. Right. And then are you going to give out chips and a drink? How are you going to do this? So we actually set up random acts of grilling in a parking lot of a studio that we own and invited random strangers to eat the cheeseburgers. And as they're eating, we hit them up for the like. Here's our YouTube channel. Here's our Facebook. And so we did the math as far as, you know, what does it cost if you simply buy ads on YouTube or Facebook. What is the cost per subscriber? And of course, that can vary based on your interaction or how clever your ad is or what your call to action is, or are you reaching the right audience? And frankly, is an audience of people that would eat free cheeseburgers in a parking lot, is that the kind of audience you really want? Is this your base? Is this your prospects? Uh, you know, are these your prospects? I, I don't know. But I have to tell you, it was fun. We put up a tent. We had the grill. We looked like we were uh, running a promotion or we looked like something was going on in the parking lot that might be worth stopping for. And as people are eating the free cheeseburger, they're they're just, you know, they're very vulnerable to the ask. Hey, while you're eating our free cheeseburger, would you like uh, YouTube.com uh, slash Mosier Media? Go on there and subscribe to us or go on Facebook.com slash Mosier Media and like our page there. And people did. But you look at it and you go, okay, so that was a couple hours. That was, you know, a couple hundred dollars at GFS. And we got how many likes and subscribers out of it. And you start doing the costs. And I got to tell you, some of these activities for people who do have ADHD, there is something gratifying about being in motion, about a promotion or a marketing plan that executing it actually involves some physical activity. So parking lot ping pong or the homemade chocolate chip cookies or random acts of grilling, these are things you can go out in the world and do. And if you're a person that likes dropping in on people, chatting with people, getting to know people, there's also that social aspect of it that I like. But 
did this bring us any business? I will tell you the homemade chocolate chip cookies did solidify some client relationships. That was nice to see some folks that I hadn't seen in a long time. And driving around with chocolate chip cookies, it gets you in the door every time. So these are examples of marketing ideas that could be pure genius. They could be the worst marketing ideas ever from a cost standpoint versus just simply spending money on Instagram ads or what have you. One other thing that happens a lot in the creative services field, and again, whether you're a photographer, a commercial photographer, or a wedding photographer, if you're a graphic designer, you know, if you've got five employees, or you're a freelancer, or you're a two-person firm, we all do this. We all consider doing pro bono work donating service to nonprofit organizations, or maybe even doing that trade deal where you agree to do all the photography for the website for the spectacular Feed the Homeless operation that's running downtown. And they do the soup kitchen and they do, they, they feed the, uh, the homeless and they, they take care of the poor. And you, your heart's in the right place. And maybe these organizations you might even volunteer for anyway, or you might have a personal relationship with somebody who is running one of these nonprofits. And so when it comes to donating services as a promotions idea or as a marketing idea, there are some pitfalls. There's some downsides. There's a lot to consider. And the number one thing I, I like to think about, it really has to be authentic and from the heart. In the three decades that I have been in video production, I have certainly been asked to do a lot. And that is hard when you have to turn something down because you're busy. But it's also hard when you can only do so many pro bono projects or donate so many hours of, of time and your, your production crew's time and your services to an organization. Let's say Mosier Media can do two, maybe three big video projects a year on a pro bono basis. So I have to pick organizations that I really am passionate about their mission. And that authenticity needs to be there because the reality is, and I have proven this several times, you're probably not going to get any business out of it. And you really need to go into a situation where you're donating a website design or photography services or video production for the fundraiser. You're donating this because it's from the heart and you really want to make a difference. And I will tell you, there is something extremely meaningful about using your gifts and your talents and your services and what you have to help an organization that's doing great work. There is a problem, a pitfall that comes up when you're doing this, and that is if a lot of people start talking about the word free. And I have this experience that I'd like to share. Mosier Media did a video for a wonderful organization. And I am very passionate about the mission this organization has. And I see the work that they're doing. And they are truly helping people in need. And they have uh, the need to raise money like every nonprofit does. To be sustainable, you are constantly fundraising. And video can have a tremendous impact on a fundraising event. 
to get up and give a speech about what your organization is doing and show some pictures is one thing. But if you play a short video that is cinematic and emotional and powerful and conveys to the 500 people in the room exactly what the mission of this nonprofit is, you can change the outcome of the fundraiser. You can take an event that was going to raise 50000 and perhaps instead motivate people to donate even more, and so then you've raised 70000 You can have that kind of impact on the results. So the problem is, if you have a room full of people, these might be your prospects. Donors sometimes own businesses, people who are People who are wealthy, people who have the means to go to a fundraising dinner, to buy a ticket for $100 to get in, and then buy auction items, and then to, at the end of the night when the auctioneer is saying, is there anyone in the room who would like to donate $2,000? And then people raise their paddles. This is the audience you want. But again, I go into these things with an authentic desire to serve the community. And it really is about supporting the mission. So I'm not looking around the room going, okay, who am I going to hit up for business here? And the the bigger challenge is when somebody uses the word free. And I did this project and I instructed everybody involved. I said, let's describe the video as being provided as in kind or the video is sponsored by Mosher Media or the video production provided in part by Mosher Media, or some phrasing that takes the word free out of it. And I coached everybody at the beginning, it's important to me that we're not using the word free to describe the services that we provide, because free is not a good word. Free tells 500 people in the room that your services have no value. Could, could that be a problem? I'm open to discussion on it, but my belief is that the word free is not good. I know a baseball, major league baseball team, that when they send out tickets to media outlets, radio stations and TV stations to give away on the air, they are very clear that in the copy, you are not allowed to say free tickets. The prize is a four-pack of family tickets to the baseball game. You are not allowed to use the word free. They do not want the word free associated with the tickets to the game. So sure enough, at the fundraising event that I went to, I was very proud of this video and honored, certainly, that the CEO of the organization, after the video played, and it was very emotional and people were certainly moved, I know they were, and the organization leader stood up at the podium and said, we would like to thank Mosher Media. If Mosher Media is here, please stand up and... Uh, Thank you so much for providing this for free. Thank you for doing this for our organization for free. And I thought, oh, well, there we go. Now, that's fine. I let it go. I didn't certainly wasn't going to. I stood up and I, I the uh, audience applauded. And, uh, you know, the rest of the fundraiser run, I might have bought a few auction items, too. I probably should not do that. But we spent a little money. It was a lot of fun. But it's a good cause. So then uh, that following Monday... We had another nonprofit that we do work for that we charge a discounted rate that we haven't donated a lot of services to that particular nonprofit. And that client called and said, I heard that you did a free video for this other organization. I was it turns out she was in the room. One of our other clients was in the room 
at the fundraising dinner. I didn't uh, get a chance to see them or I didn't, uh, you know, 500 people in a room. I'm at table, you know, 27 in the back. So the problem I run into is now, (laughs) while my heart's in the right place, I donated this production to what I think is an incredible organization serving, uh, you know, I won't uh, get into exactly what they do, but they're really serving uh, women and children in need in, in the inner city. And it's just a great organization. And at any rate, perhaps I should have been a social worker, but uh, that's a whole different story. But the problem I face now is I have another client who is a nonprofit who is doing a ton of video work, and we have arranged for them a significant nonprofit rate. We frequently will uh, do videos at a, what we call the nonprofit rate or a discount rate, certainly. And th- that's also a way to make a donation or serve a good organization, but they've been doing a lot of video work and paying this uh, special rate that we had arranged for them. But they came back to one of our editors or one of our producers on that Monday morning and said, by the way, what do we have to do to get it for free? So this is where donating your services and having a lot of attention to the fact that you're donating your services could be an issue. And, you know, I try to keep these podcasts, uh, these discussions uh, short and sweet. We try to keep them to, uh, to 25 or 30 minutes or so. And frankly, I have notes here that I've made about the discussion of pure genius or worst marketing ideas ever. And I would love uh, to start a discussion with other uh, creative services business owners, with others who are marketing the services of creative people. And if you're out there selling for a website design firm or for a commercial photographer, and you know you know the challenge, and selling uh, the services of creative individuals and, and dealing with clients and dealing with the creatives and all of them is, is fun. And it's, it's, it's a great, great occupation. And so maybe I'm speaking to uh, that audience today. I would love a discussion that is, what is the worst marketing idea ever that you've ever thought of or that you've ever tried? And I'd love to hear them. I would absolutely love to hear them. Again, Dan at MosherMedia.com. And uh, perhaps, uh, certainly, uh, there'll be a follow-up podcast. I have notes in front of me about uh, marketing in terms of when you think about all the things you need to do on social media, but Google ads and LinkedIn ads, and you can have an entire discussion, and I'm sure that we will, on the idea of going to networking events, being involved in the chamber, the associations, uh, certainly uh, the Society of uh, Public Relations Professionals or the American Marketing Association or the certainly the American Advertising Federation. If you're in creative services, you should probably be a member of the local chapter. Here in Akron, Ohio, we have a chapter, and of course, Cleveland has one. And, you know, the challenge with these, of course, is folks in the creative field sometimes would like to sit at the computer and be creative. That's what they do. And maybe they're not as interested in going to the networking events and going out and being social. They want to, you know, there's all, we're, all, we're all wired differently. I enjoy the networking events, but I'm also not a creative, uh, you know, employee I'm not sitting at the computer doing the video editing or the graphic design work I I believe there are people here in our operation that are certainly much better at all of that than I would ever be but my job is to go out and find the clients and do those networking events and put together the prospecting list or you know do we do the Google ads or LinkedIn ads or what promotions should we be doing and 
there, you know, there's a whole discussion we could have on what is the right way to prospect or to reach out to find clients for your team of uh, creative professionals. But with that, uh, we'll save all of that for another day. Uh, today's discussion is about, uh, like I said, the worst marketing ideas ever, which could turn out to be the most genius marketing ideas ever, depending on the time and the weather, right? I really appreciate everyone listening to our podcast. I'm having a great time doing these, and I certainly appreciate those who go to youtube.com slash Media and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And, of course, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Media, and on Twitter and Instagram, at Media. We're having a great time, and greetings, and thank you, and have a great day. We're signing out from the audio booth here at Mosier Media in Fairlawn, Ohio. Thanks for listening.